You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, man of very valiant and vivacious bone vivant. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your seminar of semi-aquatic and semi-sweet semi-pros who semi-talk about semi-colons and semi-niferous tubules. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana. How uh, often do we talk about seminiferous tubules? At least once. <laughs> nice beavis and We have right? before. We have before. Yeah. 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 No Chris this week. He has a pretty good excuse. He is uh, on his honeymoon. <laughs> Belated honeymoon. I, I guess that's yeah, okay. An excuse. excuse. An excuse. And he is in the beautiful Hawaii. Do you guys know the state fish of Hawaii? Humuhumu nukunuku apua'a. Yes! <laughs> that is the state fish of Hawaii. What is the actual common name of Humuhumu nukunuku apua'a? Oh, you know, I actually don't know. Yeah. I, what is a, it? A lot of people know the super long name. It's just called the reef trigger fish. Oh, hmm. okay. I think I have heard that. The Humuhumu long name actually means trigger fish with snout like a pig because it doesn't okay. it is very pig and you get in trouble if you if you catch those right like they're 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 protected i think i think there's i think any state okay. icon okay. you get in trouble yeah. like supposedly in california you're not supposed to cut poppies because that's mm-hmm. the state flower anyways so no chris this week and uh, hopefully he's having a grand old time and don't forget we are calling for audio submissions for our upcoming 100th episode you can record your lovely voice using your computer or voice recorder or your smartphone. And you can tell us your favorite moments, why you like a job brain. Let us know how you listen to the show. You can send us a, I don't know, your dog's barking or a jingle or a <laughs> poem or a, I don't know, a fake ad. I don't know. World is your oyster. State your name and what city you're from. And you can email us the audio file at gjb.podcast at gmail.com or... You can call into our Happy 100 hotline. Uh, listener Ben helped us set us a U.S. phone number where you can call and just leave a voice message and we'll receive it as an audio file. And the number awesome. is 678-820-6264. And that is area code 678-820-6264. Nice. We've been getting a lot of these. I bet. Oh, Sindra is in. And I've been crying. Like, when I was it's because so you're rubbing Swedish candy in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, for listeners who listened to our last episode, which was the all quiz, you may have remembered. You probably remember that segment where Dana brought back some Swedish prank candy. Well, no, they're no, real candy. It's sincere. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> real sincere candy. candy yeah. And it tasted pretty weird. And we posted a video, an actual video of while we were tasting it uh, on our Facebook page. So check out Colin, like almost dying. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like my face was going to turn inside out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment. Pop quiz, hot shot. And here I have a random trivial pursuit card. Dana and Colin have their barnyard buzzers, and listeners join in. Here we go. First question. Blue Wedge for Geography. What sinking building was reopened to visitors in 2001 after engineers spent over a decade stabilizing it? I have no idea. Colin? I, I'm pretty sure it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah. Would be my guess. Yeah. yeah. Engineers say the building will be stable for another 200 years. Good job. All right, pink wedge for pop culture. 
What cast member has held the longest tenure on Saturday Night Live? Oh, interesting. Huh. So, well, can I ask for a semi hint? Was that person current? You think at the time that card was written, or is this of all time? I guess Seth Meyers. Incorrect. Hmm. I was going to guess Daryl Hammond. Yes, it's Daryl Hammond. So Daryl Hammond. I'm not sure if it's still true. Or if someone's passed him since. Because he's no longer on the show. Because Seth Meyers had a pretty good run. Yellow Edge, what car maker did Swatch team up with to manufacture the first smart car in 1994? Hmm. I didn't even know it was a Swatch collaboration. Automotive, the first. Um... (laughs) Uh, Mercedes? Yes, Mercedes-Benz. All right, Purple Wedge, what is the longest book in the Harry Potter series? Oh, Oh, that is a good question. Oh, (laughs) is it the last one in the series? No. Is it The Order of the Phoenix? Yes, it is Harry Potter and The Order of the Phoenix, which was book five. Mm. All right, Green Wedge for science. What TV character is Mac? is in the Smithsonian collection. Not Big Mac, like Mac Computer Mac. Oh, okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess uh, Jerry Seinfeld, because I know he used to have one prominently featured in the background. Incorrect. Hmm. Is it Doogie Hauser? Oh, that's <laughs> oh. a good guess. That's a good guess. Yeah, I didn't think about that. No. Nope, nope, nope. No. Hmm. More characters Mac. Modern. More modern. Oh, oh Carrie from Sex and the City. Ah. Yes. Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> Orange Wedge, last question. What actress graced the cover of her best-selling video in leg warmers and a red and black striped t-shirt? Colin. Uh, Jane Fonda? Yes, and the video was Jane Fonda's workout. (laughs) Good job, Brains. That was a grab bag card, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this week, I want to start off our topic, our theme, with this Roger Ebert quote. Mm. And he says, Each film is only as good as its villain. Since the heroes and the gimmicks tend to repeat from film to film, only a great villain can transform a good try into a triumph. Nice. That was a really nice quote. This week's theme, inspired by video games, stories, books, TV, movies, we're going to talk about villains. guys, scoundrels, villains. Well, I'll start us off with a little bit of a word nerd fun here. Uh, <laughs> word, sure. word nerd fun. Well, well, you know. Sounds like lots of fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so villain. Let's talk about the word itself. Villain. Villain, really, it, it means more than just someone who does bad things. Like, it's it has like a literary or a character component to it. Yeah. You've got to mm-hmm. set up somebody else to, to triumph over you. You have to uh, be the obstacle for someone to overcome. Yeah. So that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of nuanced in that way. Yeah. Villain, the word, uh, is actually a pretty old word in English. 
English. Uh, it goes back to at least 1300. And, you know, like a lot of older words in English and in other languages, uh, the meaning has changed over time. So, I mean, so you guys could probably guess at least like the derivation, at least like maybe what language we might get the word villain from. Francais. It is yeah. indeed French. Sounds French. Yeah. It sounds French. It looks French the way it's spelled. And it has shared roots with the word village and villa. Or uh, So villain we get from French, which comes from Latin villainous, which meant farmhand. And this is where it's connected to sort of the towny sense of the word villa. So villa means country house. Yeah. Villain was a low-born rustic person or a country peasant. Got it. <laughs> and so they sort of charted the the change in the meaning over the over the centuries sort of from a farm dweller to a peasant to sort of a low-class boor to kind of a knave, to kind of a scoundrel. And so okay. that's sort of how the definition of the word changed over time. The first recorded use of villain in our modern sense, it only is, goes back to 1822. Uh, it's only a couple hundred years old. I figured that would set us up for a good discussion about all types of villains. Yeah. So it's so interesting that the farmhand or the, the person who's working at the villa is the villainous one here. <laughs> when you think about murder mysteries, you know, the classic whodunit where it takes place in a big mansion and there's all this, these rich people, a grab bag of characters. Who did it? Who mm. murdered the old patron? The, the butler, butler did it. it. The butler did it, right? And so I wonder if there's something to do with class. Like service up, class, yeah. yep. I was curious about why why did the butler do it? Why is the butler did it a thing? Right. Where did it come from? What story was the one where it was like, oh, this is the moment oh, that the butler the did. origin yes. of a trope? Yeah, the, the first The first no butler idea. to do it. I don't know. I, okay, so I mean... If I had to guess, I would guess like Agatha Christie or somebody like of that era writing. I don't know. To be in an era where they're butlers. Right, obviously. right. Have you ever heard of Mary Roberts Reinhardt? Yes, but I don't know what she did. She's a classic author. She's, um, she's known as the American Agatha. Agatha Christie. Oh, okay. um, she's written over 50 books and she was super prolific. She wrote a lot of hits. It was her story, The Door, where, spoiler, the butler <laughs> did it, that um, really shocked the world. Shocked the world. It was a huge hit. And after that, everybody was like, oh, that's perfect. The butler did it. It makes makes total sense why the butler did it. Like, I mean, uh, the butler is everywhere. Yep. The butler knows all the secrets. Yes. Knows all the secrets. Yep. Nobody pays attention to the butler. So when the butler did it, it's like... Oh, that's a perfect answer to a murder mystery in a house. Someone um, had to be the first one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were, there were a couple of stories that came before her, but they weren't blockbuster. Like maybe the closest was, um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote one of his short stories. The butler was guilty of stealing from the master, but then they died and they weren't the main culprit. Yeah. So it was like, okay. So here is the twist that blew my mind. I thought this was the craziest story. I have to share it with you guys. So. She, she got to be really rich. She, she had a, you know, a bunch of stories. She had a summer house and her personal chef, <laughs> she passed him up to be her butler and he tried to murder her. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a crazy, Wait, crazy story. Wait, just to story. get the money? No. So it was 1947. She had a summer house in, in Bar Harbor, Maine. Yeah. And, um, she had this personal, uh, chef for decades and he wanted to be the butler and she decided to hire somebody else to be the butler, somebody new. Oh. 
he was snubbed. Yeah, so she's sitting in the library. He comes in in his regular shirt, not without without his coat on. He's like, oh, where's your uniform? Because all the men had to wear the coats. And he's like, it's right here. And he pulls out his gun (laughs) and he tries to shoot her. Point blank range, tries to shoot her. The gun jams. She like screams, runs out of the library. He's chasing her, trying to get the gun to work again. (laughs) I think it was the the chauffeur tackles him and holds him down. She has like heart problems and one of her maids goes to get their heart medicine. She's calling the police to report it. He breaks free of the chauffeur, comes at her with knives. And and then um, I think the gardener hears it and he comes in and like... It's a good thing she has such a big staff. (laughs) I know. I mean, she had so many servants. And like, then they tackle him. She saved and the butler she hired like ran away at the beginning of this, like ran back to town. He didn't, was like, he was not helpful at yeah, all. Exactly. exactly. The I'm would, out of here. The would be butler. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. So it was like, well, maybe, maybe that's why butler did it in her story. She doesn't treat people super well. She's, yeah. she's picking up on the she's tension. Pro- she's I don't projecting. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Well, kudos and uh, congratulations for surviving Mary Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good trivia question. And from the story, the door. Yeah. Okay. That is a good one. That yeah. is a good yeah. trivia yeah. question. Yeah, for sure. So this wasn't planned in any way. Uh, it just kind of happened earlier today. You know, I, I prepped the segment and I was watching TV and I was watching this movie that kind of related to my segment. I was like, oh, what a coincidence. And I want to start off by asking you, uh, what movie is this? Because I was watching this. It's horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> okay. movie. Okay. And the last line, see if you can identify the movie from <laughs> its last All right. line. Okay. All right. The last line is... We're going to need a bigger cave. We're going to need a bigger cave. Oh, it's, it's a play on so many other. We're yeah, going to need a bigger a big, blank. Bigger. It's garden. a cave. Like a I mean, this person movie. needs a cave. <laughs> Is it one of the Batman movies? Which one? Oh goodness, oh. Uh, Batman. Oh. Is it the one with Batgirl in it? And yes. Kids, so that, is it the one yeah. where the bat suit has nipples on it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think half of them have the nipples. I, man, I lost track of which one is which. Is it Batman Forever? So Batman Forever, that's the one with Val Kilmer and as Batman. Oh, okay. And then it had Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Oh, right. And then Jim Carrey as Edward Nigma, Enigma, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> the Riddler. And then this movie I'm referring to, We're Going to Need a Bigger Cave, is so... <laughs> Bad. And it starred George Clooney as Batman. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell was Robin. The movie was Batman and Robin. Ah. Alicia Silverstone was Batgirl. Hmm. And there was Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. as Mr. Freeze yeah. with all the, like, the ice puns. Oh, Terrible my God. ice, ice puns. to yeah. meet you. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> what killed the dinosaur? The Ice Age. Like, it's just so <laughs> bad. And at the end, it was Alfred who said, we're going to need a bigger cave because now we have Robin and we have Uh-oh. Batgirl. Yeah. And it was just, oh my goodness. And it was so funny because it was such a coincidence because I prepared a segment on Batman villains. Uh-huh. And that this was on TV. I was like, oh, but why, why couldn't it be one of the good movies? Like, <laughs> bad Batman You movie. probably just came in on the tail end of a marathon. I, I guess today's show, a lot of my segments are inspired by video games. I think one of the best video games in the past five years was Batman Arkham City. I've always had a fascination with Batman because he's a regular guy. I mean, well, I guess he's not regular because he's super, super rich, but he mm-hmm. doesn't have Superman's powers. He has no powers. Yeah. yeah, he's just a regular physique dude who got buff and knows how to fight and has gadgets and has money to make yeah. his back cave. It's so funny you're um, talking about Batman because Mary Roberts Reinhardt wrote a play called The Bat, and it was about a villain who dressed up 
as a bat. So like a Batman. And that's what inspired or one of the inspirations for Bob Keen to write Batman. Batman. Yes. Wow. That's cool. Yes. These villains have the dumbest names. (laughs) And when you, when you have no context, when you hear about the Joker or the Riddler, you're like, that sounds kind of (laughs) dumb. Who would be scared of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not scary, but then it's, you know, with good writers and good actors or good, you know, artists and comic book writers, they really make the character. Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, Uh uh, has been voicing Joker in the animated series back in the 90s. Also did voice acting for uh, Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, the Batman games, and just super chilling, chilling, and it's scary. And that's the the, the weird thing about it is, like, these villains sound so dumb, <laughs> but they're so scary. Yeah, or like Heath, Le- or Heath Ledger's performance oh, as Joker. Yeah. I mean, just legitimately scary. But then you watch, like, the old 60s Batman with Adam West, and you have, yeah. like, you know, it wasn't Cesar, uh, Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero, yeah. and you're like, okay. Where they just paint <laughs> white makeup over his mustache. Yeah. 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 So that's the interesting thing, how something can sound dumb. They can still be dumb, or some of these villains are, are written or portrayed in a really great way so here i have kind of it's kind of a quiz uh, but kind of more like a brainstorm or a talk through where i picked some just ridiculous villains some are actually really really scary and some are really really dumb so here we go and i'm gonna say their name and i want you guys to talk out what you think okay this villain's shtick is. Just based they all on have their, a shtick. Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, of course we have like two-face is very self-explanatory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> joker is kind of self-explanatory these are also kind of self-explanatory. Let's start with a punny one. KG Beast. KG Beast. Okay. So a Russian. Yeah. Um, like a, a bear-like, a bear-like Russian Soviet yeah. Soviet era villain. Pretty much. KG yeah. Beast. KG Beast. <laughs> Assassin. Uh, Russian. His name is Anatoly. Knyazev was written in the late 80s and his mission in the the comic was to assassinate Ronald Reagan. So this was kind <laughs> oh, of like... Too yeah, soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Grant Morrison, very famous comic book writer. He cooked up some crazy villains. Flamingo. Oh, Wears all pink. Yeah. <laughs> um, Correct. Yes. Yeah. Flamingo's power is outrageous flamboyance. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> So Flamingo, like a lot of Batman villains, they're all crazy. They're like psychotic or Mm -hmm. they're sociopaths, right? So uh, Flamingo was a hitman. And what happened was he was lobotomized, uh, brainwashed by the mob and ate people's faces. What? Uh, Like flamingos do? (laughs) Why he's called Flamingo is he is in all pink. He has like a pink velvety (laughs) coat with epaulets okay. and a frilly shirt okay. and if you look at the, the the comic book cover that he's in he looks exactly and you know it's not a coincidence this is an homage to prince from uh, purple rain uh, he's got a super pink motorcycle <laughs> okay. that he's posing very flamboyant with his frilly shirt and his uh-huh. pink coat and his uh lovely mustache but he also eats people's faces, which sounds really scary. The first time you see a flamingo eat someone's face, it's 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 <laughs> it jarring. Changes your life. It's jarring. Is that yeah. is that's yeah. why they're pink, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a carotenoid yeah. in the victims. All right, here's another one. Great white shark. Uh, probably white shark. 
can't it can't just be that he's like water bound, you know? Because then it's Aquaman's problem. Then Batman, yeah. Batman's like, you handle it. Like a I, shark skin suit. Oh, that could be. I was thinking something with the teeth, like really sharp teeth, like Jaws and James Bond. Yeah, all kind of right. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> pretty straightforward. Yeah. Originally, his name is Warren White. He worked in finance and was a a, a crook, and he stole a lot of money. Mm, um, a shark, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and when he got locked into Arkham Asylum, the Gotham City Jail or psychiatric or the criminally uh, it's like, it's insane. Like the yeah. villain factory, really. It, is, it, it seems is. like a like they would notice they that this is not there. rehabilitation yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like finishing school for supervillains. Yeah, it is. It they get angrier. They get, they get crazier. Flamboyant and weird. They keep getting funded though, year after year. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. He also had an encounter with a uh, Mr. Freeze, and Mr. Freeze basically, you know, tortured him so that Warren White he lost his hair, his nose, his ears, and his lips. Oh, so he kind of looks like a shark face. And also, Killer Croc slashed him on the throat, so he had things that look like gills. <laughs> um, and so he started crafting the persona of Great White Shark. And he even sharpened his teeth uh, to look like yeah. fangs. He's gonna, he owns it. He, you know, just accept right. who you are, own it. Yeah. And if you're curious what he looks like, he kind of looks like Voldemort from okay. the Harry Potter movies. Weird looking. Onomatopoeia. He makes uh, animal noises. Yeah. <laughs> no. He looks like what he sounds like. <laughs> I don't even, I can't. But, something with poetry. He writes deadly poems. And I, I don't know. <laughs> this one is a little he's hard. He's Greek or something. <laughs> what is onomatopoeia, like in general? It, it's the phenomenon of, of a word that is named after what it sounds like. Boom. Buzz. Or buzz. buzz. Yeah. Or hiss. Yep, he earned his name uh, because he mimics the noises around him. What? Like, like, uh, how does this help him commit crimes? Like gunshots, birds chirping or dripping faucets and stuff like that. So that's that's his skill. And he was really famous for in the comics gaining Batman's trust disguised as someone else because he's basically he's a mimic. He's uh, a really good okay, mimic. Okay. To a point where Batman almost told him his real identity. Wow. And really trusted him. Okay, now we're getting to the actually just dumb ones. <laughs> All right. All right. You might remember this. This only showed up in the old 60s TV show, Egghead. Oh, yeah. Egghead. He's yeah, sm- he was just he really was super a- smart, yeah, right? He, has a- he was played by Vincent Price. Ah. Oh, interesting. Oh, I do remember him. You're right. He's super smart. The world's smartest criminal. He really liked using eggs as a theme for his crimes. <laughs> yeah. And he would use puns like, that was excellent. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just Vincent Dude. Price just chewing the scenery. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> making me wear that and say that. Oh, man. Let's do this. Egghead. Um, crazy quilt. <laughs> what do you think Crazy Quilt did? Well, probably what was his crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> his outfit was stitched together. Oh, maybe maybe some sort of chameleon ability. Like maybe he can he can like make his outfit match any background. <laughs> I don't know. That yeah. would actually be cool. Yeah. Could, not as cool. He matches bedspreads. <laughs> <laughs> he can lay on any Camouflage. bed and disappear. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was one of the older villains in the Batman history who first appeared in 1946 and he used to be a painter and was also a thief and somehow he got blinded during a botched robbery 
And he, while in prison, he volunteered for, of course, an experimental procedure that would restore his vision because he was an artist. There was a side effect. He can see, but he can see crazy colors and disorienting colors. And it basically drove him insane. <laughs> and his outfit is just like a mosaic of colors. I wonder how he made his function. This is kind of lame. I'm, I'm just going to say, it's kind of lame. It's not very scary. Yeah. Crazy quilt. Yeah, so like, you, what makes you different is all internal to his head. It's not like it manifests outwardly anyway. Except for his outfit. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another vision-based one. Okay. The ten-eyed man. Uh, is he like like a fly? He can like see in multiple directions at once, maybe? He does have ten eyes, but they're not on his face. Mm -hmm. uh, this was in the 70s. Um, his name, his real name was Philip Reardon, and he was... Uh, his rear eyes. Eyes on his butt. Eyes on his butt. Ten butt eyes. That's how that saying goes, right? You have eyes on the back butt. of your, on your butt. Like, <laughs> eyes, it's like he's got eyes on the back of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> but butts don't have backs. Yeah, and unfortunately, he's wearing <laughs> pants, so all he can see is the inside of his pants. Um, it's very scratchy on his anyway. <laughs> He was a Vietnam vet, and he got blinded from an explosion. So, of course, he uh, uh, had surgery done to restore his vision. Uh -huh. um, let me let me guess. Something went wrong. Something. <laughs> <laughs> it, his retinas got burnt out. So basically, uh, the doctor reconnected his uh, vision nerves onto his fingertips. <laughs> sure, because <laughs> that's that's how that works. Uh, they do that. They do that procedure all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. It's such a fallback procedure. So he can see from his fingertips, and he has ten of them. <laughs> That's just patently absurd. That's you can ridiculous. never use your hands for yeah. anything oh, again. Oh, man. Imagine typing. <laughs> <You're> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single key just coming up to you. <laughs> I think it might be helpful if you're a burglar or something you that you can spy. reach. Yeah, it's like know. having like little periscope fingers or like you know they do that little snake cam like in the spy movies. Yeah. It's like you've just yeah. got that on your finger. I wonder if it's hard to like see 10, ten things, things at once. Have you tried the Google Glass? Have you tried that? No. So I tried it the other day. Like, I can only look at that screen. I cannot, like, my eyes are looking forward, but I'm not looking at anything else. So I can't imagine, I cannot imagine much. driving yeah. with that uh, on because you're, you're only focusing in one eye at the little screen. Yeah. Not at anything. You imagine see. 10 of them. Oh, yeah. Man. How are you? Anyway. And lastly, another more old timing. This was a 1947. Where maybe that this actually did make sense, but doesn't make sense now. His name is Penny Plunderer. Penny Plunderer. He likes pennies. He's a <laughs> banker of some sort. Mm. Maybe I'm imagining Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Type person. Yeah. Or maybe like he steals pennies out of like subway turnstiles or oh, something. Maybe it's a girl. Penny. Oh, Penny. Oh, it's a boy. It's oh, a boy. Oh. Just either Scrooge McDuck or yeah. That's pretty much it. Really likes pennies. <laughs> <laughs> like as in the coin. Uh, his name is Joe Coin. A thief obsessed with pennies. <laughs> he can have them. He doesn't even have to steal them. I'll just give it to him. He started out as a newsie, as a newsboy. So basically that's a shit is stealing pennies. And somehow he ended up on an electric chair. He didn't <laughs> you gotta steal a lot of pennies, man. Even in Gotham City. Maybe and he killed people with pennies. Well, like, there's no... He was throwing pennies at people as a weapon. <laughs> okay. And, you know, and the people were really shocked. They're like, oh no! Pennies! <laughs> 
my face. He tripped Batman and Robin with pennies, with pennies on the ground. And they're like, whoa. Maybe a roll of pennies. A roll of pennies. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. Absolutely. Penny plunder. Jo- mm. Of course, Joe Coin. Joe Coin. Yeah, he was really destined for a life of <laughs> coin crime. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. All right, let's take a, a quick break. A word from our sponsor. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Well, for me, the best villains are over-the-top villains. I love them over-the-top. And, I mean, I have to say... Like the flamingo? Yes, like the flamingo. (laughs) Outside of comic books and Batman, maybe, for me, nobody does over-the-top villains better than... James Bond. Oh, just, yeah. And especially those, like, the really classic earlier James Bond, just just over the top in both the, in the novels and in the movies. They're kind of Batman-esque. They're, like like the have, scope of their crimes. The scope yeah. of their crimes. Also, their names are kind of, Bad you know, sounding. punish. But yeah, Dana, I think, like, what you're talking about is just, like, the sort of the classic big three of the Bond villains, right? I mean, we could probably name them. I mean, two, two of them had the, the books named after them. There's Dr. No. Doctor yeah. No, of course, which right. is like Doctor Evil, right? Well, I mean, it's funny. The the Doctor Evil elements come from a few different places. Yeah, uh, yeah Doctor No, it was the first James Bond movie, even though it was actually the sixth book. There's Blofeld, who is what Doctor Evil is directly modeled on. I mean, if you look up a picture of the classic <laughs> Blofeld, it's like, oh, that's Doctor Evil. I mean, everything, just the the cat in the lap and the bald head, the scar on the face, and not only Doctor Evil based on Blofeld, but also Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Oh yeah. Oh. Again with the cat in the lab. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Is this where the villainous cats come from? It is. That 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 comes wow. from from the Blofeld character uh, in the James Bond books and movies. Yeah. And then sort of I for me rounding out the classic big 3 would be Goldfinger. Yeah. yeah. Auric Goldfinger. Again the bad pun name Auric meaning golden or gold like oh. yes auric a u r i c that was his man, first I'm name slow. Uh, i mean it makes sense now thinking about that these villains we've seen derivations of them throughout the years i really never made the connection that they're homages or or they're tributes to these classic yeah villains. yeah and so many of the things they seem just wrote now i mean like dr no i mean he's the mad scientist he's got metal hands he, he's the one with the private island you know oh, i mean all yeah. these the things private, that, yeah the private the island layer, of course yeah. as you do as yeah. every you know, yeah <laughs> so but i want to talk a little bit about goldfinger in particular because there's just some awesome trivia bumbled up in goldfinger so in case you haven't seen the movie or read the book okay all i know i don't think i've ever yeah tell me what, what 
do you know about Goldfinger? I know there was a girl who was almost naked and she was painted in gold. Yes, yes. And he loves gold. Goldfinger really, 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 really likes gold. Like, as much as Penny Plunderer like pennies, loves gold. Gold this, right. gold that. That's great. Paints his girlfriend's gold so he can make love to gold. I, he likes gold. <laughs> Now, and you might think that the name Goldfinger was kind of a, a cheeky invention by Ian Fleming, uh, the author of the James Bond novels, of yeah. course. Uh, no, Auric Goldfinger was named after a real-life person, a real-life architect named Erno Goldfinger. And it was not really done in a complimentary way. So, and as an aside, I should say, you know, that it isn't, it's pretty common for authors to name characters after people in their real lives or names they may know. And, you know, Ian Fleming even did this as well. Blofeld apparently was named after someone that he went to school with. Yeah. Yeah, he just took, he liked the last name Blofeld, thought it was kind of hard to make up. Fake names. <laughs> yeah, actually. sometimes it's more believable to use yeah. names. Uh, back to Erno Goldfinger. Uh, no, he was he was a well-known architect in the UK. He was a modernist. Despite being a very talented man, it sounds like he was capable of being kind of a jerk, <laughs> to, say, to, to put it mildly. Uh, he had a reputation for being utterly humorless. Yeah, not, not what you call the warm and fuzzy type, but again, a very accomplished architect. One of the projects that Goldfinger, Erno Goldfinger, was working on uh, in the Hampstead neighborhood of London was uh, a row of three modernist-style concrete houses that required demolition of a bunch of cottages that had been there for years and years and years before. And a lot of the Hampstead neighborhood residents were pissed off. They they were not happy about this. And they were demonstrating and kind of protesting against him. And one of these locals living in Hampstead was none other than Ian Fleming. So it's funny. The character is based on a a gold mining magnate named Charles Engelhard, who was a friend of Ian Fleming's, and he loved it. Like he was just delighted. He was delighted that you that you made that you model your villain after me. Yeah, yeah, because he had a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. So Goldfinger the novel uh, comes out in 1959, (gasps) and Erno Goldfinger finds out that he uh, unwittingly has become sort of the namesake of the title. But there are plenty of people whose last names are Goldfinger. There are not a whole lot of people. There are some, but there are very few who are named Goldfinger and had uh, pissed off Ian Fleming. So right. he really saw the connection. Yeah. He like, saw okay, the connection. He threatened to sue. He was he, he was threatening <laughs> to sue Ian Fleming and the publishing company. And I love this. Like Ian Fleming, just his response was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'll change the name. I, I can rename the character Goldprick." Oh. <laughs> uh, eventually, uh, Erno Goldfinger uh, agreed to drop the lawsuit. The, they dropped the suit. Okay. Uh, Ian Fleming and his publishing house, they agreed to pay his legal costs. And I love this. So so to make it go away, they paid his legal costs, and they also sent him six free copies of Goldfinger. (laughs) (laughs) And then they got made into a movie, and then... Yeah, Yeah, way way to to go, go, Ian Ian Fleming. All right, we're going to take a quick break from all this bad guy talk and we have a new segment uh it is our lobe trotter segment lobe trotters are our official fan club <laughs> members uh they're they're people who purchased a fan club package uh back when we opened up the store last year and one of the things in these membership packages is that lobe trotter fans get to share their favorite facts on the show so here i have two very cool trivia tidbits this is from winter Hi, good job, Brain. Thanks for an awesome podcast. My trivia tidbit is about the Boy Scouts. 
My brother was in scouting and he traversed through the different levels. The wolf, the bear, mm-hmm. the bobcat, and the weebolo. And uh Winter says, I had no idea what a weebolo was, but thought it was some sort of muskrat slash wolf hybrid or something. <laughs> which I I before reading this, I had no idea what a weebolo. I thought it was like a weevil, like a bull weevil. It's like a, a portmanteau bug. word, isn't it? I thought it was like we and below. Like they are little I, Hello. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. I think you're, I think you're getting into yeah. it. So yeah. Winter says, it stands for We Be Loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh. And Winter says, We Be Disappointed when I found out. <laughs> <laughs> if that shows up in pub trivia, which it might. That totally yeah, really could. might. Yeah, that we totally be could. loyal. Yeah. We be, we, we below. All right. I have another Lobe Trotter fact from Loin from Arizona. And uh, it says here, I'm so excited to be part of the Lobe Trotters. Uh, my favorite piece of Arizona trivia is that in my fair state of Arizona, it is illegal to refuse someone a glass of water. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Well, I wonder what happened that they had oh. to make this law. It's so hot there. It's the desert. Oh, yeah. so it's like, yeah. So it's a good hydration tip. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even in this day and age, people still die when it gets too hot there. Yeah. Wow. Here you go. Well, thank you, Lowen and Winter, for these tidbits. And we'll, and we're going to start sharing uh, some of these in future shows from all the Lope Trotter facts. And uh, thank you for writing in. Yeah, those are great. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Um, so a few weeks ago, you had us do voices, impressions, oh, impersonations no. of uh, celebrities. So Turnabout is fair play, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm, and- ca- I'm caught in the crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> do it twice. Colin has to do it twice. But your Robert oh. De Niro, that episode was really good. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Thank you. And thank your you. Christopher Walken, even though that wasn't a question, <laughs> yeah. is always very good. <laughs> I always find a way to squeeze it in if I can. <laughs> So, um, this is an episode about villains, and villains often have the best lines True. in the movie. Okay. Oh, or in their show. Red. All right. Get ready. So, we have to act out. You have to act out their catchphrase. All right. What? Here we go, Karen. <laughs> That's fine. We'll start easy. Daleks. The Daleks from Doctor Who. <laughs> exterminate. Yes, exterminate. <laughs> Good job. Joker. The Joker. Oh, the Joker. There's catchphrase. The Joker. I'll say, let's do the newest Joker. Oh, okay. Karen. Why? So serious. <laughs> That's good. That's like pretty good. good impression. <laughs> How about General Zod? Oh, General Zod. I don't even from, know what that's from. from. Superman. Superman. Oh, I, oh. I'm opting out of this one. Man, I, I've seen that one so many times. I can't Wait, which think. one is it? 
He was the uh, one, from, two, or three. They're they're from the negative zone. They're like the three. Oh, th- he has like a black pirate yeah. boss on. <laughs> Terrence Stamp, I believe, played him. Man, ah, I can't. I I'm blanking on what his catchphrase is. Neil before Zod. Oh, of course, oh. Neil before Zod. <laughs> yes, good. Thank you. I'm glad that you still did the impersonation. I feel like I owed it to yeah. you. Yeah. How about Mr. Burns? <laughs> Colin. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> We do it again. Excellent. Wow. It makes the hairs on the you back have to of tent, my neck. You have to tent the fingers when you do it, yeah. of course. Yes. Smithers, release the hounds. Wow. <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West. Colin. And your little dog, too. <laughs> yeah. I, there's something that comes right before yeah. it, too. Well, I was it's thinking, like, like, ah, you know, when she's all, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. melting. Oh, what a world. <laughs> you know. And her little I'll get dog. you yeah. and your little dog. Oh, I'll, yeah. Okay. I'll get you my pretty. Oh, yes. I'll get you my pretty. <laughs> and, and your, your little, little dog, dog too. too. How about the Borg? Oh, um. Oh. Uh, 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 uh um. Uh, prepare, what is it? Prepare to be assimilated? Oh, uh, prepare for assimilation? Ah, something like that. Resistance is futile? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That right. was the one I was thinking of. Got but it. I was like, oh, the assimilation one. I don't know could how to do well. an impression though, because I think of Jerry, I think of like hot, a uh, hot Borg. Hot Borg? Was it Jerry Ryan a Borg? She was a hot lady. She was a hot lady Borg. Is she a Borg? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> well. I might have made no, she's talking up. about Borg Borg, yeah. Like, oh, on like, the big cube Borg okay. ship. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you're right. Resistance is futile, is there? Yeah, yeah. How about Tony Montana? <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Wow. <laughs> From Scarface. Scar- right? Yes, yes, of yes, course. Yes. yes, yes. How about Jack Torrance? Do you recognize that Jack name? Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance. Uh-huh. That sounds familiar. Give us a hint. Um, it's a Kubrick. Oh. Um, oh. Oh, it's... Oh. Here's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> What was that movie? I just know it was The Shining. The oh, The Shining. Okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson. How about? Oh, that's scary. Oh my god, that gives me good. Ooh. I should have started with this one. This is the easiest one. How about the Gollum? Together. I'm trying to think of a good one. Okay, my, my precious. precious. <laughs> you guys, thieveses. So that one. <laughs> it makes my like. Ah, it makes the back of my. What neck else does tingle. he say? Hobbitses. Filthy. Oh, hobbits. Filthy hobbitses. Now, nasty. Yeah. That was pretty good, Karen. That was pretty Thank good. You. Good golem. You practiced you're in my golem. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For a long time. Okay, last one. How about Audrey 2? Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, wait, hold on. Let me backwards figure out who that is. Okay. Oh, it's the plant from Little Shop of Horrors, right? Yes. He's like yep. a Venus flytrap yep. or something. Yep. 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 And I got like a soulful voice. Yeah. Wasn't a singing plant. Oh, yeah. 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 It was yeah. more groovy. Was he a two? His girl, his, the, the love interest, she was Audrey. So he named the plant Audrey too. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's a can of worms there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> name your plant after your girlfriend. Yeah, do your, do your own Freudian your evil, analysis. Your evil plant. Yes, your man-eating yeah. plant. Yeah. It was not evil when he named it after Audrey. That's true. Good job, you guys. Yeah. Nice impersonation. That was fun. That was fun. And we're close to the end, but we have one more quiz segment. Colin, you got a quiz for us? Is it right. villain-related? It's not villain-related, uh, unless you consider Elvis a villain. Oh, uh, He's not a villain. He's our hero. Yeah. Uh, it is time again for the return of Elvis, the electronic, lyrical, vocalization interface system. Sure. Uh, our 1980s-era computerized voice who will read out for you with no soul, no intonation, no melody, mm-hmm. opening lines from famous songs. Ah. Your job, as always, is to identify the song uh, and the performer. Okay. And I will tell you that there is a theme okay. connecting okay. all of the songs. I've okay. got uh, six tracks I will play for you. All right. So some of them may be easy. Some of them may be a little tricky. Uh, they so all have something in common, aside from all being number one hits. These okay. are all, all these right, are all right. very well-known songs. Or they have words, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Take it away, Elvis, with our first track. I can show you the world. Shiny, shimmery, splendid. Tell me, princess. Now, when did you last let your heart decide? Yeah. Uh, uh, Karen. He had some emotion. I was actually yeah. really impressed by the inflection. Oh, really? Because you know, yeah. it's like, he's asking a question. It sounded like a question. You know, there is. <laughs> he can do rising intonation, yeah. even if he like can't do emotion. Pauses. Splendid. Um, that is uh, A Whole New World. Yep. Uh, yes. Original pop version, non-movie version. The actual mm-hmm. release version was Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. Yes. Correct. Yes. And in the movie, it was Brad Kane and Leia Salonga wow. as the singing voices. She is right. just showing off Dropping now. the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are expensive mics, Terry. <laughs> Uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, a whole new world. All right, well done. From the movie Aladdin. Uh, from the movie Aladdin, of course, mm-hmm. yes. All right, here we go. Next track. I used to rule the world. Seas would rise when I gave the word. Now in the morning I sleep alone. Sleep the streets I used to own. Dana. So that's Coldplay. Yeah. Oh. That's the um, La Vida... Loca. Not La Vida Loca. <laughs> the, um, You're so close. Oh, hold on, hold on. Viva... Viva La Vida. La yes, Vida. yes, yeah. that is Coldplay's yeah. Viva La Vida. Correct. Yeah. All right. And remember, there's a theme for all of these. Here we go. Next track. There used to be a gray tower alone on the sea. You became the light on the dark side of me. Dana. This is um, Kiss from a Rose. It is. By Seal. That is correct. Yeah. Kiss from a Rose, performed by Seal. Wow. Yeah. Wait, what was the line again? Can you play it again? Sure. There used to be a gray tower alone on the sea. You became the light on the dark side of me. My power, my pain, so, baby. So, so, so far, they're kind of all about explaining the world, or like, okay, so I used to roam the world. There used to be a graying tower. Like, well, Kiss from a Rose was in the Batman Forever soundtrack. It was. Is, it was. Was it Batman Forever? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that was also you two. It wasn't. It wasn't just Batman. All right. Well, let's keep going here. Maybe right. it'll flesh out as we progress. All right. Next track. There's a fire starting in my heart. Reaching a fever pitch, it's bringing me out of the dark. 
This is Adele rolling in the deep. It is oh, Adele rolling in the yeah. deep. Trying to piece it together. I can, I can, I can hear you guys' gears turning. Hmm. All right, just two more here. Next track. And I never thought I'd feel this way. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad I got the chance to say that I do believe I love you. Oh, that's so vague. <laughs> can you say it? Can you One more time. time. Here we go. And I never thought I'd feel this way. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad I got the chance to say that I do believe I love you. That's a jerky thing to say. Yeah. This is, uh, That's What Friends Are For. Oh, yeah, yeah. By Dionne Warwick mm-hmm. and Friends uh, <laughs> is how it's billed. It's oh, billed really? as It's yeah. billed as Dionne Warwick okay. and Friends. Yeah. Why, wait, how does the song go? For good times and bad times. Do you guys know who the Friends are? This is like some sub-trivia, by the way. No, no. who? Uh, Monica and Chandler. No, these are all some heavyweights. Uh, Dionne Warwick, uh, Gladys Knight, Whoa. Stevie Wonder, and mm-hmm. Elton John. Wow, crap. Yeah, that was a hit. All right, right, last one here. Give me a second. I need to get my story straight. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. Oh, um... Is it... Uh, Karen. Karen. <laughs> That's our celebrity. Yeah, our name. Yeah. name. Yeah. Um... Beastie Boys? No. Just because of the New York party? Uh, no. This is a song from last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it fun? Uh, it is. It oh, is. fun we period? Fun, fun dot. Wait, we are young. Oh, yeah. yes. that's how the song starts? It's mm-hmm. kind of talk singing at the beginning okay, there, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's how the song starts. Yeah. yeah, you could not escape that song seemingly in 2013. <laughs> so here, let's let's run this down again. So we've got A Whole New World, mm-hmm. uh, Viva La Vida, Kiss from a Rose, Rolling in the Deep. That's what friends are for, and we are young. What do these songs all have in common, aside from being number one hits? These songs all came out in different years. Oh, they're Grammy Award-winning songs. Yeah. Oh, they, wait, yeah. really? These are all songs that won Song of the Year at the Grammys. Oh. And it's very timely because as we are recording, the Grammys are going on in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, Kiss from a Rose Kiss was from Song a, of the Year. Yeah. That's a good song. It is, it that's is. But song. it just, yeah. you know, I was just... Kiss from the Rose is a great bit of trivia on that one, too. It was actually... So the song originally came out on on Seal's album in 94. And it got repurposed And it got into... re-released yeah. for the Batman soundtrack. And so it won in the year that it was re-released. Uh, yeah, they can do that? The, as long as it is released as a, as a single in that in the year that they're giving out okay. awards for well good right. thank you elvis, good, elvis. thanks yeah. elvis keeping track of all those winners all right and that is our show thank you guys for joining me and thank you guys listeners for listening in and uh hope you learn a lot about just bad guys in general a crazy quilt <laughs> We got the butler. We got uh, Goldfinger, who turned out to be an a-hole. <laughs> and other dastardly scoundrel stuff. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also on our website, goodjobbrain.com. Check us out on Twitter and on Facebook. That's at goodjobbrain and slash goodjobbrain. We have a lot of fun. We post videos and just crazy links and stuff like that. And of course, the video of Colin eating the crazy candy from last episode. I'm sorry. I didn't even ask you. I was like, I'm just going to upload this. I have the world to see. That's fine. That's fine. I need some new stalkers. Yeah. It's it was yeah. so funny. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.